What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. All right, guys. So today, do something a little bit different. We've done one pack breakdown um, prior to this. I'm just coming off the mountain and I'm going to do a breakdown of what I packed with me on a 14-day California sheep hunt in the White Mountains. Um, I had the opportunity to go up there with Jake Franklin and Kika Outfitters. Kika guides worldwide <laughs> and uh, enjoy sheep hunting at 12 and a half thousand feet. Um, we had two camps. We were lucky enough to be able to pack some stuff up with mules and horses to our base camp. Um, however, I had my own personal pack and I'm gonna get into what that looked like, what came up with me on my pack, and what I was expecting to use on that hunt. Um, And I learned a lot, actually, from this hunt and what I could get away with using, uh, what I needed, what I didn't really need. Um, There's definitely some items that I decided along the way that Next time, I'll definitely be bringing them with me or, or getting them for my next major living out of my backpack hunt. Um, the first thing I want to get into will be the food. Uh, I actually had my Taki 2000 bag from Kuyu. Um, and in that bag was basically all my food for the entire trip. Um, I brought up enough peanut butter to make nine sandwiches of my peanut butter. (laughs) And Andrew will attest to this because we definitely ran into some issues with our cheese melting on the mountain. Um, I made nine peanut butter, cheese, and salami sandwiches for the 14 days. Um, and basically one Columbus pack of salami for me is four sandwiches. So that's kind of how I break that down. Um, I use a quarter of a pack per sandwich, uh, two slices of cheese and a heaping amount of peanut butter. Um, on top of that, I had 14 peak refuel, um, mountain berry and strawberry and granola breakfasts that I was also eating. Um, <clears throat> and I brought an assortment of different dinners that they have. My favorite dinners that peak refuel has would be the peak refuel um, home style chicken, the chicken Alfredo 
the beef marinara hands down is my favorite um, they've also come out with some other ones which I currently can't remember the name um, but I had a bunch of different meals with me so that's kind of what I brought uh, expecting for food wise um, and I'm laying I'm not laying my gear is all laid out in front of me so I'll do my best to get into my entire gear assortment and everything that I brought. Uh, Kuyu released uh, the new Katana pants. And I'm not going to lie, when I first saw the ads for them, you know, I was like, great, another pant, you know, no big deal. Um, but until I got into the store and actually got my hands on the Katana pants, I wasn't really sold on that, on that product. Um, and I'm not sponsored by Kuyu. They do not give me any free gear or anything like that. You know, I, I go to their store, I try their gear on, I purchase what I like. Um, so yeah, I, I, I got two pairs of Katana pants for this trip. Um, and I figured that that would be enough. I ran the Katana pants. I think I wore one pair of pants for nine days and the last pair of pants for the remaining five days. And I never ran into a problem. Um, you know, I was really good about using wipes <laughs> and making sure at the end of every day I cleaned myself up before I went to bed. Um, so yeah, I brought two pairs of Katana pants. I love that pant. That is probably my one of my new favorite pants. Um, it's durable. It can handle pretty much about anything. I also rolled into a deer hunt after being in the White Mountains where I continued to use my Katana pants um, just because of the durability factor. Um, I also used Tiburon pants on that hunt and um, through some of the country that I was going through it was pretty rough and definitely ripped some of my pants. Um, but uh, along with the Katana pants, I was also, for my tops, you know, I chose to use the new Merino 145 hooded. I don't know if it's new. It's new to me. I guess that's what matters, right? The Merino 145 hooded shirts. <clears throat> and I found for me up, you know, at that altitude, that close to the sun, hot days, you know, whether it was hot days or it was cold days, that the performance that I got out of the 145 hooded shirt was probably hands down the best performance I've gotten out of any shirt that I've worn um, that Kuyu makes. It kept me cool when it was really hot out. I never got overheated. I never was burning up or anything like that. And it kept me warm when the wind was coming out. Um, so I had two of the hooded shirts and I had one long sleeve shirt uh, without a hood. 
There was also a Merino 145. <laughs> For me, I prefer the Merino over the Peloton. That's just a personal preference. I like the way the fabric is on me a lot better. Um, it's it's way more comfortable fit for me. Uh, it definitely feels a lot better for me. Um, I brought three pairs of boxers. And so everything, this is what I came in with, right? So I brought three pairs of boxers. Um, I definitely think I probably could have gotten away with two. But what's one more pair? Um, it's really nice to have clean boxers at some point <laughs> when you're on the mountain uh, I also run the Kuyu Merino socks um, I prefer the the knee-high socks or the full calf socks instead of the short sock uh, sometimes it helps me from having to put on base layers I went through this whole trip with no um, pant base layers or anything like that. Uh, our temperatures ranged anywhere. I think our coldest was like 19 degrees in the morning. Uh, and that was opening day of the sheep hunt all the way up to like 75, uh, maybe 80 in the afternoon. Uh, but once that sun went down, damn, it got cold. Um, so I brought three pairs of socks with me, three pairs of underwear, two pairs of pants, um, two hooded Merino 145s and one not hooded Merino 145. And actually, I don't even think that I ever used, I only used the two hooded Merinos the whole time. I never, never changed out of those. Um, for the nighttime, I brought... Uh, the ultra down pants and an ultra down jacket. Um, that kept me super cozy, super comfortable at night. It crushes down into an extremely small little bundle if you just roll it all the way up. Um, and that for me was, who doesn't want to be warm at night? Um, the gloves, they don't make these gloves anymore. They're the, I want to say they're Peloton 200s or 240s. I'm pretty sure. Um, but like I said, they no longer make these gloves. I have not, when I found out they were getting rid of them, I, I bought a couple extra pairs just because I love these gloves so much. Um, and I ended up finding out that they were discontinuing them. Um, they have replaced them, I want to say, with a fleece-lined glove. I haven't tried it out. I have no experience with that glove. So I can't really put a... Put a... Um, you know, an honest opinion on that product. Um, so going further into my pack, um, I brought the Katadyne uh, Hiker Pro Pump. Uh, the pump was great when um, I first started using it. <clears throat> I definitely ran into problems. I think right around 30 liters of water pumped ran into problems um, because the water was dirty. 
um, the filter got clogged and no matter how much I tried to wash the filter out or clean it um, the filter definitely got clogged we had a day off where we came off the mountain in between hunts and went back into town um, and there's a little store in Mammoth uh, I can't remember the name of it it wasn't Mammoth in Bishop called Mammoth Mountain Sports or something along those lines and uh, went down there and they actually hooked me up with a new water filter they were really nice the guy behind the counter was really helpful um, what he recommended was always bringing a second Nalgene bottle with me and using that Nalgene bottle to collect water through a do-rag or a shirt and then pumping out of that Nalgene bottle just for extra filtration um, to maybe keep the filter from clogging. Uh, me, I expected the Catadyne to not get clogged for a lot of water. And uh, that wasn't the case. Um, I brought rain gear with me. Um, the NX rain gear. I'm pretty sure that Kuyu no longer has this. I love discontinued Kuyu products. Uh, and, you know, that same with the uh, ability of the Ultra Down Pro. It, it crushes down into almost no pack space whatsoever. Uh, you know, and... and uh, I also ended up bringing the Kenai vest. I don't think it made it out of my pack once. Um, that's something that, you know, on future hunts, I probably wouldn't need uh, if I am bringing the down with me. Um, I did bring my Peloton uh, heavy hoodie and I used that probably at the end of every day. That would be underneath my ultra down setup. Um, as far as holding water and bringing water to camp, <clears throat> uh, I ended up buying two MSR 10 liter bags and it's the heavy bag. It's like, it's almost like a canvas bag, which was actually kind of nice because the water would sit in the sun all day and it wouldn't heat up. It would actually stay pretty well insulated and cold. Um, I would definitely recommend these MSR bags. They fold up to almost nothing. They're not that expensive. They're probably price point right around like, I think it was like 39 bucks on Amazon Prime. Very easy product to get. You know, like I said, it fits in the pack really well. Folds up really nice. Uh, you know, it was, it was definitely enjoyable. Now, I used, I brought up on the mountain with me um, a ton of wilderness athlete, hydrate and recovery and energy and focus. Um, and I had also started prior to the trip using wilderness athlete uh, altitude advantage. Um, Something that was also recommended to me by my buddy Jake 
with Tums. He said, start eating four Tums a day, you know, five days before the trip. Um, I, I don't know if, if that helped or, you know, the wilderness athlete helped. I've used a wilderness athlete before and it's definitely helped me at altitude. <clears throat> I've never stayed at 14, or 14,000, 12 and a half thousand feet for this prolonged of a period. Um, so I wanted it just, just to be safe, just extra comfort. Uh, so I started doing the Tums as well. Uh, everything worked great. Also in my pack, I had the Kuyu rain cover. Um, we weren't really sure if we were expecting rain. I know before we went up on the mountain, there was rain and lightning storms. We were extremely lucky. Uh, we never had to experience any weather. The weather was gorgeous from the top of the mountain the entire time. Uh, what else? Actually, something that I never really thought was going to be extremely beneficial, but actually for our North Camp, saved our asses, um, was pyro putty. Uh, and the reason being that we had no water source we found out at our water at our at our north camp um, and it really came down to melting snow um, we were expecting more water up there and our snow bank that we were banking off of you know we were making little puddles at the bases of these of these snow banks to catch water that was melting off the snow. Well, the snow was melting so fast and it was so hot out, the water was disappearing straight into the soil. I think like the first day out of one snowbank, I got about 20 liters of water. And then after that, the snow was just receding so fast, it wasn't catching water, the dirt was dry. Um, so I used the pyro putty and built a makeshift stone heater, I guess you could say, and was using heated rocks to melt massive amounts of snow as quickly as we could. And we, we actually ended up melting roughly like maybe 15 to, to, to 25 gallons of water and it was like, it was gnarly water. Um, there was bugs in it. It was dirty snow. <laughs> it was like the grossest you could imagine. Um, but, you know, we boiled it. We filtered it. We did everything we could to ensure that there was going to be no problems. And uh, that worked. Um, so I don't know if anybody carries pyro putty in their pack. Uh, but I would definitely recommend it. It was for sure for our North Camp on opening weekend of our sheep hunt. It was definitely a lifesaver. Uh, for battery chargers, Phone Scope makes a pretty lightweight, nice little handy 
uh, battery pack. I used that a couple times um, and I would recharge it during the day and then charge my phone at night. The problem when you're in such cold weather or for me, my phone battery dies over and over and over again uh, in the cold. There is like no way to preserve the battery um, just because it's so cold. In the future, what I'll probably end up doing is getting a goal zero uh, solar panel that I can charge directly off of all day. Um, it seems like a way better bet uh, for now. And maybe keep a battery pack in my pack um, in case of emergencies. Uh, but I know Goal Zero makes a bunch of great solar panel products um, and things like that. I'll back into back into some gear. I also had a lightweight merino beanie and the lightweight merino neck gaiter. Um, those are two staples. Uh, they those and my gloves are in my cargo pockets on my pants or in my hip pouches on my pack at all times. I always have them with me. Um, I brought the Kuyu Bino harness. Um, <clears throat> and if you haven't tried the new Bino harness, I love it a lot. It's definitely a major upgrade from the first Bino harness. I use a Leopold range finder, um, the 16. 100 uh, with what is it this RX 1600 I TBR W DNA Leopold range finder um, I've used Leopold range finders for years and having the ability to adjust for ang angle compensation in shots uh, is extremely beneficial it's for me, something that I don't think that I could live without. Uh, Leopold has always made it an amazing product. Uh, and like I said, I've used it for all my archery hunts for the last eight years and all of my rifle hunts. Um, you know, I think they, they put the TBR out, and I'm probably going to just butcher this. I want to say they put it out in like, somewhere between 2010 or 2012 or something like that. And it, for me, it was a major upgrade to everything. And the benefits of having angle compensation, I can't say enough about. Uh, going further into my pack and what I carry, um, my, my lucky trekking poles, I will not go anywhere without these on my pack on any hunt. Trekking poles are probably one of the most beneficial pieces to anyone's kit that you can have. Um, I bring two knives with me on every hunt. Uh, it used to be the Mountain Caper from Kestrel Knives and I lost mine on a hunt two years ago. Um, and just recently replaced it with the new orange one, but I was using the Kestrel knife EDC 
And that always just fits right in my bino harness. There's two pockets on the bino harness. Um, I prefer having a fixed blade. It, it really helps me a lot uh, when I'm inside the cavity, you know, gutting or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, for skinning, I use the Silverware IBK and that also fits perfectly in my pockets on my bino harness. So I run both those knives. I love Nate, I love Jeff. They're both great guys. They both make great products. Uh, so that's what I'm running for knives. I always carry, you know, an extra five to 10 blades with me for the Silverware IBK. Uh, and actually Jake hit me to some new blades that he's got. I wanna say they were like the 70s or something like that. And it's a scalpel with a rounded tip and I watched him perform four animal skinnings with that blade and it performed really, really well. Um, so I'll probably end up getting that. They're not that expensive. You can buy them in bulk, which is super helpful. Um, something else that I bring uh, is I brought, and especially for this trip, and same with my binos, I run Maven Glass. Um, I have a Maven angled spotter, the uh, S1A. I love this spotter. Um, it's been great. The quality of video footage that I get off of it, the clarity is phenomenal. Um, when I'm using a phone scope or videoing anything through my spotting scope, and my binos, I also absolutely love. Um, you know, the Maven B1s are, for me, hands down, my favorite glass that I've ever owned and ever ran. Um, Maven really does a great job in making a great product. For my tent, I ran the Kuyu Ultrastar one-person tent. I've actually been running this tent for, is it my third season now? Uh, maybe my fourth, I don't know. And I absolutely love that tent. Super easy to set up. Um, super duper easy to break down. It's very lightweight. It fits me. You know, and when I set it up right, a lot of my a lot of my gear I can keep in my in my tent but also a lot of extra stuff odds and ends electronics you know things like that um, that I want to keep protected and out of the weather I can just keep right underneath the rainfly uh, or the canopy or whatever it's called I don't have the proper vernacular to say exactly what it is uh, And uh, something that my buddy Aaron recommended on a podcast he did a long time ago with Anthony was the Helinox Chair Zero. So I went out and I got one uh, last year and used it a bit. I brought it up on the mountain with me this year. Extremely worth it. 
I was really happy to have a chair on the mountain instead of sitting on a rock. Everybody else was really happy to use my chair when they had the opportunity. Um, just, you know, all around great chair. It's pretty lightweight. You know, it, it's definitely a luxury item. It's your choice if you want to pack the extra weight around. Um, you know, and for me, I definitely chose yes. I will pack the extra weight around. Uh, I also run the Kuyu Super Down uh, 850 plus fill 15 degree bag uh, for my sleeping bag. I love that sleeping bag. I've been running it for two years now and I have no complaints about it. It has been 100% what I expect from that sleeping bag. Um, I do layer up when I sleep at night. I get cold no matter what. There's, I don't think there's anything I could do to get warm on the mountain when I'm sleeping. Um, God, I'm just blazing through all my gear here. Uh, a big thing that I like to bring in the bottom of my pack on every trip, uh, I bring a large boned out game bag and I bring four large quarter sacks. Um, for most animals, large quarter sacks are a bit excessive but you can fit a lot of meat in those five bags. Uh, so say if you have two deer tags and you have a deer hanging in camp, you can fit, you know, most of the time, one California deer and, and two quarter sacks and two large quarter sacks. Uh, so that's just me, that's what I prefer. Uh, I made a big switch this year with my pack system. Um, I'll get into the suspension after, because uh, last year with all the different packouts that I did in all the different states, um, I definitely ran into issues with the old Kuyu suspension, uh, which I feel like were rectified, but we'll get into that after the pack. So I switched over from the Icon Pro 5200 to the Ultra 5500 bag. And the main thing was like set, you know, it's eliminating, you know, two and a half pounds of luxury zippers and buttons and knobs and levers and everything like that off the Icon Pro uh, by, by making that switch. I really, I mean, and it's all personal preference at the end of the day. Um, what I found on my deer hunt with this pack, and also I guess what I found packing up for the 14 days prior to my deer hunt, was the ultra pack for me, when you sacrifice the luxury all the, of that much weight off the pack, you really lose a lot of things that I guess maybe I was taking for granted and things that I didn't realize I was utilizing on such a major level um, in, you know, just because I wanted to cut weight here and there and, you know, see how much I could really do the ultra light hunting stick. Um, so anyways, 
the side zipper um, instead of the horseshoe zipper was a big turnoff for me in the field. Um, packing my pack, unpacking my pack, trying to find my items throughout my pack. Um, something that I could do in the future to change that would be better organization and putting my food in one bag and my clothes in one bag and having everything itemized and separate, separated and that whole deal. I didn't do that on this trip. Um, I just had my clothes in a bag and everything else was just kind of smushed and fit in there. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great pack. The bag is great. There's a lot of room. But like I said, for me, it just wasn't what I wanted. My spotter, I had trouble getting my spotter in and out of the center pocket. Um, you know, the, the pack just wasn't really... I guess the sacrifice and weight wasn't living up to my expectations of the luxury that I had with the Icon or with the Pro Pack. Um, actually, so I am switching back to my Pro Pack, I guess would be the, the end all of that conversation. Um, but Kuyu did upgrade their suspension system. The new suspension system for me was a breath of fresh air last year packing out uh all the deer and everything on all the different hunts that i went on um i would say the biggest thing would be like it used to the old suspension would just slide down no matter how much i tightened it I couldn't get it to sit on my body correctly. And running this new suspension, um, I just packed out an entire mule deer with the head um, straight up a mountain and, and then down some. And uh, the new suspension was dynamite. Packing this bag, packing the ultra bag was a nightmare with all of the deer but the suspension made up for it. Um, if you've had problems with the suspension in the past, I definitely recommend trying the new suspension, seeing how you like it, you know, seeing how it works for you in the field and, um, you know, take my word for it. It's, you know, 10 times better than the old suspension. I love it a lot. Um, to get into some crazy stuff on the mountain, man, living at 12 and a half thousand feet is definitely, uh, an interesting nut to crack in itself. There's so many things that can go wrong from your water source drying up to, um, you know, especially with livestock, um, Jake ended up getting kicked by one of the mules, uh, the day before the opener. And that could have been catastrophic had it been worse than it was. Um, it still was terrible, um, that it happened. It was absolutely pro problematic. Um, 
but it didn't stop him. And if you know Jake, you know that that was, you know, he's not going to stop <laughs> no matter what, man. And uh, getting to be in the White Mountains and getting to be there, I had told Jake a year and a half ago, I'm going to be there when you kill your 100th ram. And I got to be there when Jake put down his 100th ram. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff to try to go into detail about. And I'm still, I haven't even processed the entire hunt. Um, And what it means to me, what it meant at the time. Um, I can't say enough about the entire Kika crew and all the guys, they're beasts. They, from terrible sunburns and blisters to heat exhaustion, powering through it and staying on the mountain and getting shit done. Uh, the amount of different urgent things that happened that could have destroyed the hunt for anyone and made people walk off the mountain and and be over it. Um, these guys just pulled through, you know? And, and when you're playing around at that altitude, it doesn't matter, I don't think, in my opinion, it doesn't matter how much experience you have at that altitude or, or what, you know? Every day is gonna be a new beast. And if, you're, if your body decides to take a turn for the worst, you can't stop it until you drop 5,000 feet, 4,000 feet, you know? Um, so just getting to be up there for 14 days, um, you know, I guess call it 13 days because we took one day off and, and dropped off the mountain in between clients uh, was epic, you know? And, and rolling out of that hunt and rolling into deer camp and meeting up with my dad uh, and my mom and my, and my family and getting to share the photos and the experience with them and then rolling straight into hunting deer for, God, how many days did I hunt deer for? I'm gonna pull out my calendar and look. Uh, and hunting deer for 11 days. Uh, And going from seeing no deer to seeing a couple bucks to my dad getting a buck, my buddy Brett getting a buck. And then, you know, on the last day of the hunt, me ending up getting a buck. You know, and I'm not, like, I thought I was done. You know, I didn't think I was gonna, gonna do it. Just sticking with it, continuing, to work hard and try to get it all done and and eventually ended up getting it done, you know. And and for me, for archery, I always carry two releases. I have two of the exact same releases, um, which are another discontinued product, discontinued product alert. Um, They're both Scott, I wanna say they're like Rhino XTs and uh, 
I don't think Scott makes them anymore. But they're great releases. I love it. It's a hook release. Um, it's pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, man, that's kind of my pack breakdown. That's what it looked like. Um, you know, there was extra snacks on the mountain, which I did not pack in. They came in on horseback. Um, I just planned this out for if I was going to be self-sufficient on this hunt and doing this by myself, what would my food look like and what would my pack look like? Um, of course, I ate the extra applesauce and Vienna sausages and, you know, everything else that was available. Um, but not much. And I, I don't know what my calorie intake was per day. I don't know what, you know, I know every day, no matter what, I made sure I drank a hundred ounces of water, period. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd drink 32 ounces of water with hydrate and recover and energy and focus in it. Um, I'd probably have two cups of coffee and I'd start my day and I would drink at least three Nalgene bottles a day of water just to try to maintain a decent hydration. Uh, you know, but for the most part, I'm pretty ex inexperienced at playing at that altitude for long periods of time other than, you know, day hunts and stuff like that. Um, so it was a great experience and uh, I'm super grateful to have gotten to be a part of the August month for Kika and uh, roll into deer camp and smash a stopper California D-Zone buck. You know, just, I think the biggest thing for me was just not giving up and, you know, staying in it the entire time. You know, like my buddy Chasing Moby always says, staying in it, you know, and, and uh, it was a great experience. And I look forward to getting to go on my next sheep hunt. Uh, when that will be, I have no idea, but stay tuned. I'm sure it's coming soon. Hopefully you guys enjoyed and got something out of what I bring on, what I was expecting to need for, f for 14 days on the mountain. Um, you know, hopefully some of that helped and, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys, or if you have any questions, feel free to send me a message and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning into the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website, Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.